0: financial advisor, Steve Peasley.
1: Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Invest Talk. It is Friday, December 9th, 2022. And of course, now, you know, we're into December and time is going by pretty fast. Christmas is a couple weeks away. New Year's and then we start 2023. So you got things to do before 2022 is up. You can't You can't just not do anything. I know you're busy shopping, getting ready for the holidays, but you need to think about your tax loss selling. You need to think about gathering tax losses to apply to tax gains, and you have to do that before the end of the year. Realize your tax losses. Remember, you can can apply $3,000 of your tax losses to ordinary income. So think about what losses you have in your portfolio and take them and don't forget the wash rule, the wash rule. That means you can't sell a stock today, take the loss today and then go buy the stock tomorrow and uh, at a new price you can, and then to still keep your tax loss selling. You got to wait 31 days between the sell to to sell the to to gather the tax loss to the buy when you want to buy it back. So if you want to even buy back that same stock, you, you have to wait 31 days or else you'll lose your the wash rule apply and you wash away your tax loss. That's how that works. Now you can buy something else like you could sell a big oil company today and buy another big oil company today, a different one. You can do that and still keep your tax losses. So just, just remember the rules. And if you're unsure of them, ask. Talk to your accountant, ask. You've got you to make sure. Short-term losses against short-term gains, long-term losses against long-term gains. Okay? I'm Steve Peasley, and I'm here today on this radio program and podcast to help you make these kinds of decisions. To help you understand how the market works and how you work it. It's important. It's very important. It's a, the stock market is a very durable path to wealth over time. It works over time. Time means years, though. It doesn't mean months. It doesn't mean this quarter or this year. It means years. It takes years, but that's how you should be investing, over years, not just over a few days. That doesn't work very well. Okay? Phone number never changes. The phone number is uh, 888-99-CHART. It's open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And I've got lots of material to discuss with you today. My focus point concerns, here's your end financial to-do list. Now, I don't know if that's the only, there's a bunch of steps, right? But I don't know if that's the only thing you have to do at the year end, but it's a good start. Okay, to-do list, and we'll talk about that. Time permitting, I'm also gonna talk about the economic news of the day. We had some inflation PPI news that I thought we'd share. Uh, and and uh, uh, did you see Costco CEO vow to keep his a dollar fifty hot dog soda price? I think that's so interesting. Dollar fifty, you get this big hot, big hot dog and pretty good uh, unlimited soda, really for dollar fifty. <laughs> that's that's a great price. Also. Um, Have we seen the high of the oil cycle? I think I mentioned this before a few weeks ago, a month or two ago. Have we seen the high? Seems like it's not wanting to move up. I frankly think we have, and I want to talk about it a little bit. And sector weightings for 2023. What are they they today, and what should they be next year? Sector weightings. This is from Argus Research. You know, this is what they think you should be doing. Those are the things we're going to talk about, but of course, as usual, you come first. Oh, we also will talk about some uh, voice bank calls that came in, NRG Energy, and trustable financial website, trustable financial websites. So I've got all this planned, but what do you want to talk about? Your your live calls are first, as always, 888-99-CHART. The market was down, Dow down 305 points, NASDAQ down 77, and S&P down 29. I thought the market might have a bounce today, but when the PPI number came out, it was a little too high. market didn't like it and just slowly got worse as the day went by. It wasn't the worst day in the world, but you know the market's just not feeling very well hasn't felt very well all year long. We had a little rally in the mid-year in the summer-ish time, but didn't last. Okay, let's go ahead and go to our first caller question. It's a voicemail.
0: Hey Justin or Steve, this is Vince from Orlando. I know this question has been asked and answered before, but I could use a refresher. I have a Roth 401k through my employer, and in the event of leaving my employer, can you explain the steps of how to roll over your 401k? And I believe there was a certain verbiage you said to use that would uh, ensure that you are not penalized uh, when doing so. I'll listen on the show. Thanks.
1: You've used the term rollover. It's a rollover. So you're going to roll over your 401k. You're going to roll it over into a Roth IRA. So you have a Roth 401k. You roll it over to a Roth IRA. Okay? It's a rollover. That term, rollover, indicates to everybody that's being coming from a 401K. So you, what you do is you go to whatever brokerage house you want to use, Schwab, TD Ameritrade, E-Trade, whoever, and you say, hey, I have a, 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 a 401K at my old employer, Roth 401K. I want to roll it over into a Roth IRA. Give me the paperwork. Or let's fill out the paperwork, and they'll be happy to do it for you. We do it all the time at our office. We'll do it, do it all the time. We use TD Ameritrade. We like TD Ameritrade. They don't have any cost of trading, and you know many of them don't anymore. And uh, you know they have a pretty good website and, and very good technology behind them. So we we like them a lot. We're headed into a break. I welcome you financial investment questions. You set the agenda call Invest talk 888-99-CHART. John from North Carolina, you just hang on. You'll be next.
2: In today's environment, it can be difficult to evaluate and then adequately adjust for the hazards introduced by the various forces affecting the markets. So KPP Financial is preparing a special wealth webinar income opportunities in a rising rate world. The webinar will be led by KPP principal and Talk host, Justin Klein. This free online wealth webinar will be presented live Thursday, December 15th, 2 p.m. Pacific time. Learn more and register now at investtalk.com. Serious investors know building a secure
0: financial future requires hard work and determination. That's why now, more than ever, when it comes to the planning, execution, and maintenance of your portfolio, you need InvestTalk. The InvestTalk listener line is open. Don't forget to call InvestTalk, 888-99-CHART.
3: Now, each time I host the Talk podcast, I have the satisfaction of taking caller questions and then breaking down the often complex dynamics involved. If you've never called, don't hold back. You can leave your Invest Talk questions on the twenty four seven anytime listener line at 99 chart. 99
1: chart. That's our number. Love to talk to you. Let's talk to John in North Carolina. Hi, John.
4: Hey, Steve. How the heck are you?
1: I'm good. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it.
4: Hey, I've uh, accumulated a number of shares through my employer, which is LabCorp symbol mm-hmm. LH. Okay. And earlier this year, they announced that they would be spinning out their clinical development business, Mm -hmm. which is about twenty-five or thirty percent of the company. Okay. Um, Since I since I have accumulated those shares at a discount through the uh, employee stock program, I'm kind of curious as to what types of like capital gains or tax liabilities Uh I might be exposed to, given that I wasn't planning on selling. So can you speak to what the tax considerations are when there's a spin-out? Like, does the cost basis get reset, or do I owe taxes upon issuance of the shares? I'd just be curious to understand that a little bit better if there is a standard process that's followed.
1: Well, I'll tell you this. It gets very confusing, and, and, and a lot of this gets lost in the paperwork and time, especially if you're going to hold on to it over the next 10, 15 years, you know. Because way back 10, 15 years ago, people are going to try to figure out, well, what was your tax? What was your cost basis? What? What? And no one even knows. Uh, no one knows, you know, because it's so old history. Now, it's not gone. They still can look it up. But I, I'm telling you that the IRS will never be able to figure it out and won't even ask the question. I'm just, I'm just pointing that out. Now, there is a cost basis. When you spin off part of a company, let's say you spin off 25% of the company, Okay, and you're going to get, you know, a 25, you're going to get stock of the new spinoff, right? Because you own the stock. So you're going to get stock of the new spinoff. And your cost basis, now I'm not an expert on this, but I think your cost basis is whatever it is at the, at the time of the spinoff. So if it's $25 a share of the cost of the spinoff, that was your cost basis. And your original shares... Original shares of your company, you still have that old cost basis. Now, I'm not sure of that. They could have a formula where, you know, the cost basis is, you know, you got at a discount. The cost basis is going to be X, Y, Z. Are you still buying the stock? By the way.
4: Oh yeah, yeah. I've been doing it for about eight years. I participate I met, uh, at the max level for the program, so it's a pretty. It's my largest holding substantially. Uh-huh. And so what I was wondering is, you know, if if when they do that spin out, like are they basically even if I don't sell would they hit me with a tax bill or if the cost basis resets, I might just sell those spin out shares and, yeah. you know, move that money somewhere else.
1: Yeah, I would I would check very carefully whether the if the cost basis is at the spin-off basis, you know, in other words, they say the spin, you're going to get 25 You're going to get 150 shares at $25 a share, that's what they are. And then you can sell them for $25 a share and you have no tax consequences. I would do that because you're going to be gathering more and more and more of your shares, you know, of your basic company. Unless you think the spinoff is more valuable than the original company. See, there's a lot of balls in play here that you have to think about, you know. And I'm just telling you that it's going to be very difficult for anybody to keep track over the years what your cost base is, is going to be because when they spin off at twenty five dollars, let's—I'm just picking twenty five dollars as a number. When they spin that off, that twenty five dollars come off your, your your original company stock price. It goes down twenty five dollars. So your profit is not as much as it was, but it really is because you got a piece of another company. So. It makes it very difficult. You're going to have to talk to your accountant about this. Make sure you get it right, okay? John, that's a great call and a good question. Really, a good question. Let's go to Paul in San Francisco. Want to talk about interest rates? Yes, yeah, about interest rates. I'm hearing that interest rates, higher interest, rates have a bullish effect on the price of financial stocks. Is there a reason for that to happen? Can you tell me what that is? Yes, because they make more money. Remember, their borrowing costs is always low, right? Their borrowing costs. So, yeah, but their bond costs go up when interest rates go up because the Federal Reserve is raising rates. But they generally are able to stay ahead of it by passing those interest rates to you and me and everybody else. It's only when we fall into a recession that it really starts to bite them, and that's the fear. That's why the financial stocks some um, some are not doing very well because the fear is, hey, we're going to go into recession and then that they won't make as much money. But just plain old rising interest rates is really a beneficial thing for banks. Okay, it really is. Okay.
5: Yeah, I own some of that too.
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Thanks, Paul. Appreciate the call. Yeah, the banks can make more money because they raise interest rates, just like the Fed raises interest rates. And of course, who's the one who suffers? Us, you, and me. Of course we do we pay for everything everybody don't ever think corporations pay for things no they pass the cost along don't ever think that that you know whatever the government does raises tax on corporations or raises tax on oil you know prices or whatever it is it's you and I who's gonna pay for it that's who pays for it the consumer and that's just how it works so don't over cheer that, oh good, the, the companies are paying more taxes. Well, that means they just gotta keep their profit margins by increasing their prices to you and me. And they do do that, a history, take a look at history. You don't have to believe me. It's Friday, so the weekend is here everybody, or at least almost here. In the meantime, you must have some financial investment questions and I'd like to hear them. Remember, you set the program. This is talk 888-99-CHART.
2: holiday season is here. Steve Peasley and Justin Klein are on duty and they welcome your finance and investment questions. Call Invest Talk, 888 99 Chart.
1: 888 99 Chart is our number, everybody. 888 992 4278. So, a year in bucket to do list. Well, talking, we're talking about financial stuff, right? We always do here on the show. So, the year in bucket to do list is all about financial. First thing you really should do, especially if you're in retirement, and basically that's what I'm talking to those guys like me, uh, you know, in retirement or moving to retirement or approaching retirement, um, you got to check in your spending rate, check what your spending rate is, what are you spending? If you're in retirement, you got to check what you're spending in retirement, how much are you eating into your retirement reserves? Okay, and then after that, once you figure that out, oh I spent a hundred thousand dollars this year. Then figure out well what's your asset basis and how much income did you have this year? And that's from Social Security, we you know, any retirement accounts. And I would count income from my investments, not just my investments, but income. That's what I'm doing, gonna be doing. How much income am I producing? I'm gonna just spend my income, hopefully. Now you can spend like four, four and a half percent of your of your uh, of your holdings, you can do that. And it still should not run out of cash. But I like to, you know, I'm, I'm more conservative than that. So that means you size up how much buckets of money you have and what it produces. Where is that money coming from? Okay, at the same time you're doing that, see if that's going to be long term. For instance, if you have dividend-paying stocks or bonds that are going to pay you 6% or whatever it is, how many years are you going to get that? Because, you know, because if it if, if bonds come due, you might be able to get higher yields because interest rates are rising. Okay? And, of course, year in you always have to take a look at your rebalancing needs. And we just talked about that at the top of the show about maybe tax losses. Selling and, you know, how to apply that to tax taxable gains and things. That's always very, very important. If you don't know how to do this, get your accountant involved. Get people involved that know how to do this to help you. Okay, and don't forget to tie in your charitable contributions. You know, what? how much did you give? Because that, you know, you get to deduct that. Okay? And that's it. Nothing more than that. And it's not rocket science. You can do it. Okay, since it's Friday, I always give you a rundown on the prime the, the primary numbers. For instance, the two-year Treasury yield is 4.3% now. Remember a year ago, it was a point, what, 0.65? 0.64. 50 weeks ago, is was 0.64%. Now it's 4.3%. Thank you very much, Federal Reserve. They've been raising the rates. A 10-year Treasury, 3.53%. Okay, and 48 eight weeks ago, is 1.7. So notice that a year ago, the the yield curve was normal. The shorter time, shorter treasuries were paying less than the longer treasuries. Now, the longer treasuries are paying less than the shorter. The shorter ones are paying 4.3. And the longer, the two-year, 4.3. Ten-year, 3.5. That's not normal. That's abnormal. And it uses a signal for a recession coming. Okay, gold. Last week was seventeen hundred ninety-four dollars an ounce. Three weeks ago it was uh, seventeen fifty-one. Uh, let's see how long ago. Let's go back. What I have forty-three weeks ago it was eighteen oh six. So it hasn't done nothing in a year. Nothing, nothing. Silver, same kind of thing. Twenty-three oh five last week, uh, and thirty-seven weeks ago it was twenty-three ninety-four. Not much? So, gold and silver has done nothing for 2022. Okay? Will they do something for 2023? Who knows? Why didn't it do anything for last year? Because the dollar rose in strength as the Federal Reserve was raising rates. The U.S. economy is the strongest one economy in the world, and they're raising interest rates. And so, the dollar got much stronger. And therefore, gold doesn't go up when the dollar's strong. It does go up when there's lots of inflation, but not when you have lots of inflation and the dollar's going up much bigger, much just along with it. It's just been an unusual situation. That's the way it is. How about oil? Our favorite thing to talk about, oil. Okay, last week. Uh, let's see. Uh, regular gasoline, three thirty-one. $3.31, uh, 3 dollars 43 weeks ago. Three thirty-one now, Three fifty-seven, uh, a little less a year ago. California, it's $4.60. Yay. <laughs> Isn't that great? Um, for comparison, Missouri, if I wanted to live in Missouri, is $2.86. $1, $1.74 cheaper than in California. Okay. Let's get back to the voicemail question. Eight, oh, I'm sorry. We'll have to get to that right after this break. I spoke too long. We're headed into a break. Justin and I are happy to play your recorded voicemail questions, but of course we love the live calls even more. So our number never changes and it never closes. The number is 888-99-CHART.
3: Let's say you've been thinking about learning a new language. Okay. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off now at rosettastone.com today. Your objective is
2: to work hard, plan well, and achieve financial freedom, right? You're in luck because Steve Peasley is here now. Ready to take your finance and investment questions, call 888-99-CHART.
4: Hey, Steve and Justin, this is Steve from Pennsylvania. Really love the show, uh, calling about NRG Energy, NRG. They, uh, a couple of days ago, um, made an announcement about an acquisition that went over like a lead balloon, and they crashed. Before I realized uh, or saw the news, they were already 15% down. And they lost another four and a half percent today. So I guess I have a question about when you're in a situation or, you know, if you, me being in a situation like this, do I, now this is, with this reduction is 2% of my portfolio. So it's not a huge chunk. Do I just ride this out? I mean, it is a utility, so it has a certain amount of stability, but yeah, the market definitely doesn't approve of the merger so would you cut your losses in this sort of situation or or stick it out thanks i'll listen for the answer on the show
1: now see that's a very good question because this happens to us all at some point in time if you're an investor happens to everybody so this company's going along it's a utility pretty stable company energy energy 7.5 billion dollars size, supplies electricity in texas generates wholesale power and trades energy and capacity in the united states and they announced a few days ago that they're going to buy uh buy the vent the vent smart home for 2.8 billion dollars Remember, they're only a $7.5 billion company. So, they're going to take about a third of their money, a little less than a third, uh, and spend it on this company. And the market said, that's not very smart. So, the stock was selling at $40. Now, today, it's at 32 So, what do you do when it happens to you? Because by the time you see it, it's already happened to you. Generally speaking, and I'm just going to generalize here. Generally speaking, you do nothing. Generally, don't do anything. Okay, because the initial fall, which you just had, is sometimes you'll get a 50% retracement. And if you were going to sell it, you wait for that retracement. Not always, but more often than not, that can happen. But remember, you bought this energy company because it's paying a 4.3% dividend. You didn't buy it necessarily for the growth. And they're going to make $5.31 next year. That's not as much as this year, six dollars and sixty-five cents, or as much as last year at eight ninety-three. But at five dollars and thirty-one cents, and it's a thirty-two dollar stock, you're still talking about a six-seven, you know, six-seven PE, six point something. So it's not expensive, really is. not return equity is very high at eighty-three. Cash flow is very strong at thirteen dollars and twenty-one cents a share. So you know, even though I don't like I don't like this this purchase, but that's just me. Um, it, you got you got to stick with the company for a while and see. You should investigate. Well, why do they buy this company? What's what's the bottom line for it? What are they going to make out of this company? Is it a lot? Of, is it a cash flow cow, or is it something that's not very smart? I, I you know that's what you have to look up. And if you don't like the deal because you think it's not a smart move, then that's another reason to sell. But not. There's no reason to sell a company just because it falls sharply in a day or two. That's not a reason to sell a company. Okay? Hope that makes sense to you. Okay, we had the wholesale PPI inflation numbers today, and that's why the market didn't like it. The market was up in pre-market opening. It was up, and it looked like we were going to have a little bit of recovery today. And then the PPI came out, producer price index. And the overall number was up three-tenths of percent. They are expecting it to be up two-tenths of percent. It was up three-tenths of percent last month. So that didn't look too bad. But then if you took the core number, you saw that the core number is up four-tenths of percent. Worse. Inflation still here. That's why. Sentiment numbers, consumer sentiment numbers, uh, it was up 59.1. They expected it to be 56. It was 56 last month. So it was a little bit better. Sentiment was a little bit better, and the University of Michigan five-year inflation expectation, really not that bad at three percent. Now that's what they expect. I don't think they're right. I think it's going to be higher than that five years from now. That's me. Why don't? Too bad we can't like write that down somewhere, somebody, and then five years from now I'll call up and to add, remind me what we said, what I said, and we'll see if I'm right. I don't. I don't know. You know, I, I just think we're living in a time of higher inflation for the, for, the, for the time being, higher than the 3% long-term inflation rate of the United States. Did you know that, what, that was the U.S. inflation rate? 3.3, I think, is the long-term inflation rate for the United States, 3.3%. I think we're going to be running higher than that for the next five years. So that's what I think. So let's keep moving. Let's swing back to another Invest Talk Boink, voice bank question. 888. All right, guys. Love the show. This is Alan
4: from Hayward. When I'm researching companies on websites like Morningstar, Finviz, Yahoo Finance, Mergent Online, they all have different information for many of the company's ratios. For example, the return on assets ratio is different on all four of those websites for the same company. I tested it with multiple
3: companies and not only were they all off, sometimes the ratios were significantly different. How do I know which website to trust? Clearly at least three
4: of them are wrong or maybe all four. I'm using the free version of all four of these websites. Could that be the reason why they're giving me inaccurate information? Thanks again. I love the show.
1: Very good question. And it has been true. What you've discovered has been true for decades. Now, one of the problems is when you're looking at ratios, P-E ratios, return to equity, return to assets, liquidity ratios, any, any liquidity ratios, is that you have to figure out how are they computing. Are they using, this? Is, for instance, I'll give you three different ways they compute it. And they're all exactly correct, but they'll all be different numbers. For let's say, are they computing it based on last year's number? The most recent complete full year, 2021, it was this number. Or are they using the rolling 12 months, the last 12 months, because everything changes every month, right? So that they're using the last 12 months numbers. Okay, well, that would be very different than last year's numbers. Or are they using estimates for the coming year? There's three ways to look at one number, any of the, any of the numbers, return to equity, turn assets, P ratio, and there's three ways right there. Three ways that could give you vastly different numbers. And none of them are wrong. This is one. And I'm not even, I'm not going to get into the other issues, but this is one reason why your ratios are why are they all all over the place? Well, what's wrong with this? So, what you have to do, and what I've been telling people on this radio show for well over two decades, you have to do decide which ratios you want to focus on. And I would always suggest, and always have, look at the forwards, the estimates coming up. What do those ratios say? And use those. Now, when you look at free, free websites and things, they don't necessarily tell you how they compute it. That's just the way it is, everybody. I'm sorry. We're moving into a steady pace toward the end of this year. Pretty steady. only three weeks remaining. Three weeks remaining in 2022. And, of course, the stock market is still changing. Will we get a, some, a, a rally, a, a Christmas rally? You know, that many times the market rallies between Christmas and New Year's for a few days. Will we get it this year? You know, I think it's so unreliable that it's almost not worth even talking about, personally speaking. But if you want us to help you with your situation, whatever financial situation you find yourself in, we would love to help you. But of course, you have to take the initiative. You have to, you have to call. Justin, Justin and I, I'm Steve Peasley. Justin and I at KPP Financial, we're located in North County, California, between LA and San Diego. We we help people all over the country. And we can help you. So, you know. We, we we operate a little bit different than most people. You know, KPP Financial, our firm, we we have you know our philosophy is independent thinking and shared success. In other words, we don't we don't we think independently that we buy data, but we don't buy everybody's recommendations and do this and do that. And here's a here's a portfolio you should use and just buy this for your client. We don't do that. And we also stand by what we do do. We we put our own money into the things we tell people to buy. We buy them. That's what we mean by shared success. Independent thinking, shared success. We provide unbiased guidance. We don't have anybody that we have to re, you know, kowtow to. It's unbiased. And we would love to help you with your portfolio. We would love to just take a look at it and maybe and talk to you to see if you want to be aggressive, conservative, or do you want to move from being aggressive to more conservative because you're getting older. we will be happy to help you do that. You don't even have to become a client. We'll still help you do it. We'll take a look and give you suggestions what you can do to do that. I think after a few minutes speaking with us, you'll see that we're a bit different than other people. And we want to help you. We really do. I mean, I know people think we don't and we're just like everybody else. No, we don't. We don't sell products. We don't make commissions on things. We don't sell insurance and make big commissions on those. We don't. We're on the same side of the table as our clients. So give us a call. We'd be happy to or send us an email. Either way, we'll help you. 888-99-CHARTER is our number. 888-992-4278. This is Vestok. We thank you for downloading and telling your friends and family about our podcast. Next up, we'll play another question. So hang on.
2: In today's environment, it can be difficult to evaluate and then adequately adjust for the hazards introduced by the various forces affecting the markets. So KPP Financial is preparing a special wealth webinar, Income Opportunities in a Rising Rate World. The webinar will be led by KPP principal and Talk host, Justin Klein. This free online wealth webinar will be presented live. Thursday, December 15th, 2 p.m. Pacific time. Learn more and register now at investtalk.com.
5: Hi, Stephen Justin, a long time listener here from Minnesota. I have a question for you guys on a stock that I purchased a while ago ARLP. It's a coal stock, I believe, in energy sector. The stock had good reports and numbers and stuff. However, I'm kind of frustrated. The stock is still right around the same price that I purchased it at earlier in the year. It hasn't done anything. I'm wondering when this happens with a stock and it's been almost a year, do you still hang on to it or do you just dump it and look for something else with better numbers or Something that's moving better at this time, or just sit on cash for a while and see what's going to be upcoming here in the next year. I'll be looking forward to hearing your response on the show. Thank you, guys. Have a good day.
1: Okay, this is Alliance Resource Partnerships, Partners Limited Partners. It's an MLP, Master Limited Partner, engaged in the production and marketing of coal to utilities industrial users in the United States. $2.7 billion company. And everybody hates coal, right? Government, uh, uh, regulators everybody hates coal. and look actually I found I feel this stock's done very very well remember you got to remember what did the market do last year down 20 percent or more what did this stock do for the year flat but what dividend did you get 9.4 percent so if you bought it and had done nothing you still got 9.4 percent return on your money that's ex- excellent that's just very good right that's the dividend they paid Turn equity 16%, earnings are going up, $4.22 a share this year after making $1.36 last year. Next year, you're going to make $6.32. So it's a $21 stock, so it tells you, you know, it's, it's cheap, right? P.E. is very, very low. Turn equity 16. Uh, you don't sell it just because it hasn't moved. What you do is you look at, well, why did I buy this stock? Did I buy it for capital appreciation? And I would suggest to you that, you know, utility stocks don't have much capital appreciation. You probably, your reason for buying is probably for the dividend, which is 9.4%, and it performed by paying that dividend. So I, I I think I think it's done quite well in relationship to the rest of the market. If you were in a tech stock, let's say you didn't have this one, let's say you had a tech stock, you'd be down 30% instead of flat. See, so always, always, always consider why you bought the stock and compare it with the market because most stocks go up and down with the market. This one didn't. So I think, I think it's done quite well. Now, going forward, you know, uh, I think it's still going to do okay if oil prices stay pretty high. We'll, we'll see. Okay, thanks for the call. I appreciate the call. That was a good question. 888 99 chart. Have we seen the high in oil stock prices? Or oil, not oil stock prices, but the high in oil. Have we seen the high in 2022? You know, it got up, what, $106 a barrel? I don't remember exactly where it was. A little over $100 a barrel. Today it was 80, 88, 89, 90, somewhere in there. I don't watch it every day like every other people. I just keep track on, you know, anything, doing anything. abnormal so have have we seen is that it i'm just i'm going to oil i actually take it back oil was 71 dollars and 58 cents a barrel today 71 dollars 58 cents i had an argument with somebody and i'm trying to remember who it was maybe somebody in my office i said that i don't think oil is going to do much next year i don't think it's going to go up Oh, I, yeah. Someone so buy it as under ninety dollars. You know who it was with? Was it was with a relative over Thanksgiving. I don't think it's going to break over $100 a hundred dollars barrel. And we bet ninety. I said I don't, I don't even think it's going to get to ninety. He thought for sure it'd be above ninety by next Thanksgiving. We'll see. I don't think so. I have my reasons. I don't mind sharing them. This is the best Talk. I'm Steve Peasley. We have goal one. Goal here one to help you achieve financial freedom. Everybody. We want to help you do that. We really do. 888-99-CHART.
2: The stock market is volatile. It's constantly changing. So how are you positioned? Is your portfolio properly balanced? Or are you taking unnecessary risks? You can get guidance anytime for free if you go to investtalk.com and take the brief risk quiz.
4: Hi, Justin. This is Bill. I have a question regarding IR and BAC. Both seem to be passing two large, I guess called W's in their charts. I was wondering if it's too late to buy both of them. Thank you.
1: So, what he's looking at is a chart, everybody. He's looking at a pattern called a W pattern, which is whether it's bullish or bearish, and he wants to know what he should do. Well, when the chart breaks above the left-hand side of the W, that's a buy signal. Until then, it's not anything. It's just in a, a, a process of putting together a. a, a a W pattern, I wouldn't consider anything significant until it breaks above the left-hand side of where the W started, okay? And that's, we're talking about, okay, you know there's two ways to look at companies, right? Fundamentally, and that's what I always suggest you look at them first, fundamentally means what are the numbers, what's their growth, what's their earnings, what's their prospects? The fundamentals of the company and then there's the technicals and that is well what are the buyers and sellers doing where where does what, what does the stock price doing up and down over the last year three years five years and is there patterns that you can recognize and yes there are patterns okay that develop and these stock charts stock patterns tend to be true but it's not a science and everybody it's an art it doesn't always come true and it's not something that you can say gee i'm going to buy and sell based on these charts and that's it that's all i need to know that is totally wrong you bet you buy and sell a stock based on the fundamentals of the company the chart only helps you pick a point where to buy and sell that's all that has that's all i think it ever helps you with okay okay sector weight for 2023 what should your sector's weightings be how about Maybe you should overweight, basic materials, healthcare, industrials. pretty much the same as this year, really. Uh, Market weight, probably energy. Uh, This is from Argos Research, by the way. They said market weight, energy, tech, real estate, financial services, and utilities. uh, You know what I don't feel comfortable with? With tech and energy. I'm I'm sorry, tech and real estate. I'm fine with energy, financial services, and utilities underweight consumer discretionary okay i can get that uh communication services and consumer staples hmm maybe not consumer staples i kind of like that and i can understand why they want you to underweight uh uh uh, communication services because they've been beat up so bad but my gut tells me Maybe you should be buying those after being beat up so bad because they pay really great dividends. I mean, I mean, AT and T, for instance, went down close to fourteen a share, dollars a share, fourteen something dollars a share. Now it's at nineteen, and at nineteen right now, the dividend rate is five point eight percent. Huh? What's the P/E ratio? It's a nineteen dollars stock gonna make two dollars and sixty five, two dollars and fifty five cents next year. Huh? That's pretty cheap. I buy for the dividend. I don't care about anything else. It's it's going to be very very steady. So, so you know, really, when they see, you see these kind of ways, well, what are you doing with your? What kind of portfolio do you have? What's your goal? What's your? You know, is is it income? Is it growth? Is it high speculation? Low speculation? What what what's your strategy? What do you want to do? And that's what you first decide with your money. What's gonna be your strategy? And you can have two different strategies for different parts of your portfolio. There's nothing wrong with that. You can have for part of your portfolio, let's say X dollars, This, this X dollars is for income, conservative income, growth. These X dollars is for high risk, high growth. You can do that. The only thing I ask is that you recognize that's what you're doing that you know that that's what you're doing. And that's the plan. I'm okay with that. I'm Steve Peasley. And this completes another Investop program. Justin Klein and I thank you for listening and we encourage you to tell your friends and family members about our free podcast downloads. Get your downloads anytime at iTunes, Google Play, and or Spotify. And we wanna thank you. We've achieved from what, forty point forty seven point eight on our way to 50 million downloads. That's great. We thank you very much. Please be sure to review and rate us. If you do download on iTunes, that will help our profile. We like that. Independent thinking and shared success. This is InvestTalk. Enjoy your weekend, everybody.
0: InvestTalk is a trademark of KPP Financial. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them.